0: Hey everybody! Welcome back to the College Football Uncensored podcast, brought to you by Saturday Down South and Texas Pete. I'm your host Tyler Huck, and With me, as always, my co-host, Partner in Crime, Chris Mahler. Chris, what a weekend! Um, at varying points of the weekend, really, probably till about four thirty on Saturday, it was like, man, are all the underdogs just going to win like all weekend? Let's
1: say, you say what, Tyler? I've I've had some drinks and. I'm got some things to say to Boo Corrigan. Fuck you, Boo. Fuck you, dude.
0: Oh, we're not going there, are we? No, we're not going there. Well, we're going oh, to yeah. get into it
1: because it's very topical. Right. But um, yeah, like all that Utah. Telling you, man. We like, called it though. We both said it. I didn't. Well, I did. Nor did I bet on it. <laughs> you did. <laughs> um. No, there's just so many things that happened this weekend. I have so many thoughts and feelings. About I, I tell you what, I, just in case I forget, i want to say one of the things that pissed me off most is a nine-win Florida State team going to the Cheez-It Bowl.
0: Yeah, playing that Oklahoma, sucks. who's, like, not good at all.
1: They're six and six,
0: anyway. Yeah, yeah, um, that, that was kind of a bummer. But uh, this is the, thing, the whole thing that pissed me off with of Notre Dame, like, half in the ACC, half not, is we should have gone to the Gator Bowl, which is a much better bowl. But they were like, they really wanted Notre Dame. For like the just the Notre Dame brand, like he's not—they're not in the ACC though, but they somehow are at the same time. I don't always,
1: yeah, when it's convenient for him. What were your thoughts about like? I mean, what'd you do this weekend? Did you throw up?
0: Uh, threw up today. Okay. No, no, no. no, I thought the the games. I mean, gosh, between Friday, Friday was awesome because I bet on the over in that game. And I had my neighbors over, and it was, it was, they scored like when they did that, like garbage touchdown, that's what hit the over. I thought it was way over. No, the over was, I had it at 67 and a half. Oh, that's cool. And by the way, by the way, it was at 67, and the fucking kicker missed the extra point. And I was like, oh, great. So I'm going to lose this by half a point. And then they went down and scored like a cheap, like touchdown at the end.
1: Cause the celebration penalty. Yeah. Yeah that's, tough. yeah that's tough yeah that um, game was awesome um and, and i kind of felt like this was how it was going to play out on saturday was that noon game was going to be awesome and no sec fans were going to be able to watch it unless like just like sparingly as like, they're like outside of like a you know mercedes-benz and that game was everything you thought it would be i fucking killed it with my bets i should have stopped right there i should have stopped right there yeah. dogs are here as well go dogs um <laughs> sorry hold on let me meet myself you, you talk
0: yeah, the TCU game was great. Um Max Duggan put a hell of a performance on. We'll get into these all a little bit more. Um I thought some of the biggest news that came out of the weekend was Dion to Colorado. Not because I
1: did not think that was the biggest news at all.
0: I did just because I, I that's potentially the worst power five job. Yeah. I, I just like USF, I think is a better job than Colorado. Yeah.
1: I I tell you what uh, it tells me, like that's a better stepping stone than Colorado too. And the only time Colorado has ever worked out since the nineties or like 2001, when they beat Nebraska to it, like Nebraska still went to the national championship and got routed, but like, the only time that job has ever worked out, like for anybody is, is like when, uh, Mel Tucker took it to, what do you call it? Um, to, to Michigan state. That's it. Like, I, I don't. Like yeah. that, that place is like, it, it's a, it's a, it's like, I mean, it's like Kyle Whittingham, honestly, it's like where all dreams go to die. Like there's like, there's nothing, they don't care about football out there. It's like, it's a very, it's not a great, like, I don't think it's a great match for him, like personality wise. And right. I mean, unless they're just going to like, I don't know, unless it's like their weed laws and they're just going to let him do whatever the fuck he wants.
0: I, I from Colorado standpoint, and they're paying him like 5 million bucks, which I think they paid their last coach, like a million. So um and they said they came out today most insane thing i've ever heard they they were questioning after the press conference they they talked to the ad they go so do you guys have the money for the contract that he said not not yet but i'm i'm confident we'll get it i am
1: colorado's ad that is, i am colorado's athletic director that's me
0: or, no, yeah, i, I guess zach in the out. chat saying that was the president that said that yeah i okay. i read that on twitter and i was aghast um but I just think, to your point, like what's, what's a quicker path to success? We obviously know Dion's not going to want to stay at Colorado for life. Um, yeah, but right. go, to, yeah. <laughs> go to USF, your home state where you're from, where you're an absolute legend. They have, like, classic example, Jason Pierre-Paul went to USF. Why? He was probably going to be the number one recruit at, coming out of JUCO, but he had horrible grades, and he could only mm-hmm. get into USF. So it's a lot easier to get kids in there. You can take chances on kids. You're in a state where you don't even have to leave your doorstep, and you've got thousands yeah. of D1 prospects. Can I? I just can I tell you something the, that just I don't know. that I, I believe weird.
1: like wholeheartedly. I love you to death, and you do a great job on this podcast. But I yeah. could not care less about this fucking about this job because <laughs> there's so many other things that happen. We can't oh, leave the, the show job? off. Of, we can't. No, no, like. They're like in college football, there's so many more important things that happen to Dion getting the 65th best Power Five job in the country. We get so. Well, much I just to wanted to
0: mention it. It before we before we get to all the rest.
1: Yeah, that's fair. Okay. Um, we can stop talking ahead. about
0: it. Thank no, you. I don't want Dion recruiting against my nose. Have you seen how that's gone for us? Jesus.
1: Anyway, so this is going to not be a Florida State recruiting and and <laughs> Dion Sanders LinkedIn episode. Um, but also, side note, real quick. I've like been on LinkedIn a bunch lately, unless my boss is listening. And um I didn't know that like that they will they have to post these jobs like for like so you'll like be cruising on stuff and like it'll be like head football coach Colorado. <laughs> yeah. and you're like, oh yeah. okay. Um all right, here's what here's here's what we want to do, or I want to do is uh sorry Zach, I didn't mean to come get Papa Huck like that. It's where do you call him Papa Huck though? Um Daddy Huck. <laughs> so <laughs> That, like we want to get to the conference championship games, we want to get to what Georgia did and how impressive it was. All the other games as well. We want to get to the bowl matchups because there's a bunch of set. We are all now huge Florida, uh, Florida Gator fans. I know uh, you got to suck it up because they're playing Oregon State um, in Vegas.
0: Congrats, yeah, like, no, no. you guys! I, no, I awesome. made some
1: Florida fans uh, friends fast. Um, so, mm. but what I want, what I think we need to start with is like the most topical news of the day, and you know that I have a ton of feelings on it. I'm sure that we're going to get like a surplus of listeners that just waiting to hear me bitch and moan about Bama not getting in the playoffs. So I think we should start there.
0: So you think Bama should have gotten the playoffs? No, I think that's what people
1: are <laughs> wanting to hear me say. I've been saying the entire no. time they should not be in the playoff.
0: Um, well, it doesn't make any sense it, for them to be in the playoffs.
1: No. So the committee came out today, they put Ohio state in at four. now setting all this up. I, I said repeatedly, to anyone that would listen, like there's no chance that they make it. They don't deserve to make it. I don't want them to make it because I don't want to. I mean, yes, part of me would like to make it. And there's part of me that would have some shred of hope after, especially the SC Championship game last year, that, that maybe they'll do something. I don't know. At the same time, I wanted no part of Georgia. I wanted no part of, of having to face that team and, and lose two years sooner to them, and having that there to be uh, in place now from like the resume standpoint and like the the two close losses absolutely and and like I I get where they're coming from and and then all the things that had to happen for them to possibly get in happened which is insane so you Bama fans start getting like Friday night it's kind of Saturday night like it's kind of like poetic justice I feel like and like probably some karma for for fans especially fans that hate Bama that like you you let the door open a little bit just to have the fans be like have have some glimmer of hope, and then you shut it in their face, deservingly so. Right. right. But at no point did Alabama ever deserve to be in the playoff over Ohio State. I don't care if you know, like Ohio State's strength of schedule is worse than Alabama's. Uh so is Michigan, so is Georgia's. Like that doesn't matter. Like, like this, and and I understand like the stuff on the field like has to matter to an extent. Like, like you have to have games like matter and, and i know tennessee fans are gonna like you know crucify me for that but like if you lose it 20 by 22 points at home that's a bad look right the bottom line is you can't lose twice you can't lose right. twice and and the quality losses don't make up for the quality the lack of quality wins and i do think that texas win is way better than anyone was ever going to give it credit for or, and and still continues to and like i the graham coffee one of my good buddies he, he's Just, he's been on this for like nonstop about how bad Bama's wins are. And it's like, I tell you what, man, like, it, it, like, still going to Ole Miss at the time when they ranked 11th and all that kind of stuff. Like, I I didn't see, you know, like, I don't think that, I don't think that, that Ohio State and Michigan get through that schedule with a better record. I don't. And I, and I don't, I know that TCU doesn't. But they all played their schedules, and they played. You know, like don't lose by one, to LSU, and and that's they what further like what like just nail this fucking like put the nail in the coffin for this entire argument. Was you watching Alabama? I don't know if you remember watching that LSU game, but I remember watching it in Athens, and they just struggled the whole game. Like, like after the first drive, they threw that interception. They struggled the whole game, just like they did at Texas. You know, not really at Tennessee, or at Tennessee but they struggled offensively the entire game. Bryce had fifty-one passes. And you had every opportunity again to win the game, and you didn't. And, like, it goes to overtime, and you score. But everything was so fucking laboring and, and arduous. And, and like, and you, you beat on the last play of the game by a freshman tight end. Georgia did whatever they fucking wanted to do yesterday. Whatever they wanted to do, whenever they wanted to do it, Georgia did it. And Bama didn't do that really at any point this year to a team worth a shit. And, like, you know, I, I just thought it was – it was funny like that all the things that could have happened or needed to happen happened. And, and I will, there's not a Georgia fan in here that's saying with a straight face that they would want to play Alabama in that fucking building in Mercedes Benz, like, and feel a hundred percent confident about it. I think they win every time, but you know, that's like the stuff of nightmares that they would not, they would not (laughs) want to go back to that.
0: Um, And yeah. So I would rather play USC though, after watching that game, Oh my god. Their defense is atrocious at tackling. They're like averaging 20 missed tackles a game. I mean, that was pathetic. Like, just pathetic to watch. I mean, like a tight end is like streaking down the field just, just barrage through their entire defense. Like, yeah. Uh once I saw that, I was like, man, and I had a couple of Georgia fans over watching the game, and and uh they were like, I was like, you you guys want this team. Like Especially after Caleb got hurt, yeah, like, you well, really like want USC to win this game. Way. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I don't because Tulane only a, a one and a half point underdog against USC. I, I heard. Well, because he's out, so right. Um, and I honestly,
1: I don't even know if that's true. I've been I've been saying that whole thing all year. It's like this is year you want Bama if you're Georgia. I don't think Georgia fans give a fuck who's in front of them. Like you could put the fucking Chiefs in front of them right now, and I don't think that they would blink because. If they're on, there's no one in the country that will come close to them. And I was really impressed with what Michigan did last night. I was way more impressed with them. Um, uh, yeah, and all that. And, like, and I, you know, and the Ohio State thing—they could still get Jackson, Jackson Smith. I'm not going to say the last one because I don't get it. It's too many, not enough uh, vowels. Way too many consonants. Um, but yeah, I, I, like I think that the committee got it right. Now I will say, I don't like that we're ahead of Tennessee, not because I don't think that we should be because we beat them with Joe Milton a thousand percent. And I'm now, now we're far from it, from it. I'll say it. We got fucking hosed against Tennessee. I don't care how that sounds. Um, but like the, the, like putting them at five, the sugar bowl is contractually obligated to put the highest ranked SEC team in the sugar bowl. So we could have had That's a matchup in points. Miami against Clemson, which would have been i think worse for our focus and players and whatever
0: else by the way on that dju just hit the portal right before we signed on shut up yeah so Klubnik is the guy now going forward as he should be and has as he should have been midway through the season all time yeah yeah he's going to hit that portal up.
1: like like a like I he doesn't I mean, hit receivers like yeah pretty much like i mean he's, he's going to miss <laughs> on everybody but um no, I, I think like that match against Clemson is way more desirable than Kansas State because I really think, and this is the other thing I want to talk about too, is is that like just real quick, the optics of everything happening at BAM right now are really bad. It's like at, like you went from almost getting in and you didn't deserve to, to now Saban, whoever fucking agreed, and this this I want to go off about this for a second. Whoever told Saban to go on the halftime show of the Big Ten championship game on Fox last night should be fucking fired. Like, like, so this made me so frustrated and you saw it coming. They're like, we're going to talk to Nick Saban. He's going to plead his case. I'm like, what? Now, first and foremost, you know, Nick Saban didn't reach out to Fox. It's like, hey man, anybody that'll listen, let me just, let me tell you one last time, like, like why we deserve to be in. You know that, that Bama most likely didn't reach out to Fox. And the way that all happened was Fox reached out to Alabama and said, would like we'd like to have Nick Saban on and and talk about like why his team deserves to be in, and then somebody was like, yeah, I think that's a great idea. Saban used it so well when he's on College Game Day or whatever. From jump, this was an unwinnable situation. There was they were never going to like nothing he said was going to come off as like logical, like correct, and and not argued by anyone outside of Tuscaloosa immediately. And uh-huh. and then you do it on Fox on a channel that they only broadcast like. Non-SEC games and don't like, openly talk shit about the SEC and especially Alabama. The optics are bad. He goes on there. He makes the point about the the point spread and, and you know the point he made was like a good point and a bad point at the same time. Like Bama would be favored. I think they would beat TCU. I think they're one of the. I don't think they're one of the four best teams. I say I don't know. I think I think that they would beat at least one of the top four teams that's in there. I think they'd beat TCU. So if that's the argument, then yeah, they should have made it. But they they don't deserve to because of the the resume. Anyway, he brings up the point spread thing, which is also a bad point because you've been favored in all the games you lost <laughs> so by a lot. So like that doesn't really hold a lot of, uh, lot of weight. But it comes out now it's looking like the, the comments are about he's, he's begging and pleading for him to get in. And it's like he's not going to go on there and say something negative. Like if he would have gone on there and been like, you know what, we don't deserve to be on here. It, people may have applauded it for like 30 seconds and he would have been just as hated as he is today as he is tomorrow. So it was a dumb, dumb decision to fucking go on there and do that. I don't know who thought that was a good idea, but ah, that pissed me off. That that was just like the dumbest fucking thing ever.
0: Yeah, it was a bad look. Um, There was no win in that. What are you going to talk people into letting you in? Like, oh, it was the halftime uh, uh, interview that really did it. I think it pushed the committee over the top. I I just didn't see an upside there. And yeah, it's not a good look. And and everything is... um, these days because of social media and how loud the echo chamber gets like a narrative starts going and it just gets louder and louder and it's 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 hard to like combat negative perception and i feel like bama's starting to get a little bit of negative perception not like oh they're like bad
1: just, no they oh, like the, that that's bama's what to on use. the downfall no no like like this this year more than anything this this entire assessment of alabama is skewed more than ever it like and I've said this before, and I fully mean it. The the people that are so like anti-Bama, like Ben Diesel, I love you to death, dude, but you fucking you've done this all season. Like the inability to have an objective viewpoint about Alabama is way more skewed for the anti-Alabama crowd than it is for the, the pro-Alabama crowd, or at least for me. Like like the logical Alabama like like crowd, like it, it is it, from jump. It was like they they look bad. They're a bad football team, and like like they no, they're not. No, they're not. They they probably still. Be one of the top four teams in the country, like, and I know they lost, but like, like there's not a there's not there's no one in here that's watched TCU play all season and, and would tell me with a straight face they think that like they're that that Bama would lose to them necessarily, and and it doesn't matter. But like, I again, the skewed points against them have been so far fucking like Like David Pollock, uh, what's his name? Joey Galloway, like like just. And I tell you what, it is really nice to have be able to go through a season, about, you know, and and get to November and not have to be tested, and you know, and and go from there. Like they should have never been ranked number one at the start of the year. They weren't the best team in the country or even their own conference. But yeah, it's like some of the stuff that said like it is. It's a really interesting time, I think, for the like the program because it it is. I think like I think this I think this bowl game might be like one of the more important non playoff games ever to be honest
0: yeah i could definitely see that um it'll be interesting to hey see jeff to I,
1: hold on i did say that we're also talking about the fucking playoff and we're gonna get to the georgia thing and we went down the show notes we're gonna get to all of them. i know we don't talk enough about georgia on here but the topic of the day was the college football playoff rings that came out so there's
0: that fair uh all right well let's get into the conference championship games um dude there were some good ones there was some Mid ones but we'll start with the one here in the hometown UGA LSU Man, um I thought it was an interesting game you know I didn't expect the game to start where LSU was just kind of going up and down the field on Georgia at will now of course uh-huh. they get down they're about to score they get held to a field goal block field goal we all saw that some cheap points there for Georgia heady play by the player I, I know like everyone was like shitting on LSU for for not getting that ball but like Ten of the guys on Georgia also were like high fiving and like thought the play was over as well.
1: Yeah. Also, if you had Georgia to score first, (laughs) that was great. What a relief!
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Um, But then LSU gets the ball back, and you know you get the long play to Keishawn Booty. That booty. And it was kind of—I was just like, what? At one point, they had like 160 yards. First quarter wasn't even over yet. So they had
1: 165 yards in their first three drives. Um, yeah. It moved the ball pretty well. Like mostly through the air and not like inconsistently. That was the thing. It wasn't like chunk plays or broken coverage necessarily. It was like consistent movement, which I thought was really impressive.
0: Yeah. And then from there, it was just a beat down.
1: <laughs> so I wrote this on yesterday and I, I did my deep dive on this last night because I came away so impressed with what Georgia did once again. And I, and I like I have all year and my God, man, like we'll get into all the accolades for this team in a second, but like as the game itself, you, you come out and, and I, you know, I remember saying this beforehand LSU against power five opponents has only scored 13 total points in the first quarter of this season. Right. Hmm. Like Georgia has only allowed 13 first quarter points in the first quarter of this season. So I thought it was gonna be a slow start. And of course it's fucking 14 to seven at the end of the first after that stupid, uh, blocked field goal. Um, but you talk about like the adjustments and the coaching and stuff like that, because you, like LSU came out and, and did the only thing they could do to possibly say in this game, which is hit them in the mouth early and and like make it like a, a track meet. Right. And after the third drive that you just pointed out when they had 165 yards, the next four drives resulted in LSU having three punts, one interception, 11 total plays for zero yards total combined. Yeah. In that same span, and when that happened, it was seven to seven. In that same span, Georgia scored 28 points and it was 35 to 7 for the next successful drive LSU had and, and and the game was over.
0: Yep. And that's uh that's kind of what Georgia's been doing to teams over the course of the last two years. They'll and in some of the games this year, more so than last year, they're you know, as we've said, they're kind of messing around with their food, playing with the food a little bit before they get serious. Right. But uh, it didn't take him long after that first and second. Well, I guess what first three drives. Uh, it was pretty much lights out from there. Uh, of course, uh, Jaden Daniels goes down with injury, and I, I think that they just weren't prepared for Nussmeyer. But hey, if you're an LSU fan, you gotta be you gotta be excited about what Nussmeyer could potentially bring to the table next year. Um, yeah, I think you for sure. Um, I'm sure Georgia wasn't necessarily practicing for Nussmeyer and his abilities, but. Um, the you know, now that picks, he's got some tape on there, play. um, but yeah, I mean, uh, what can you say? Stetson Bennett, twenty three to twenty nine, two seventy four, four touchdowns, no picks. Um, can we talk about the Stetson Heisman, the, Stets- uh, the Stetson Heisman stuff? We're gonna get to
1: it in a second because I got a whole thing on that too. I did, I did all okay. the deep dives.
0: Uh, you okay. talk about Nussmeier.
1: I think it's also a really good point that, like, I, I also like. I know you get your fucking brains beat in and all that kind of stuff but i don't see if you're if you're an lsu fan how you walk away from this like super mad or sad or whatever like george's done this to everybody for the most part we said at the beginning of the year remember on the, on the preview pod that, that they would not only win every game but they were going to win by double digits right and, mm-hmm. and and i thought they'd win the sec and uh, yeah you got to find the picture of Jalen carter by the way um i'm about to chad dog uh but but they did they did this to everybody they only had one game where they didn't win by double digits and that was against mizzou so to put, to do what LSU did, especially after being down, like I don't think all of it was garbage time necessarily. Like the game was in, was in doubt or was never in doubt. And there was like a half second, like when they hit somebody deep in the second half and it was like 35, 17, I want to say. And, and like, they hit somebody on a long, long pass play and they got down inside of Georgia's like 15, 10 yard line. And like, there's a glimmer of hope. And then fourth and one Georgia stuffs them, scores, on uh, a seven-play, ninety-three-yard drive, then like and puts it away. But LSU put up more passing yards than uh, they put five hundred two passing yards, just more than any other team has in the Kirby Smart era at, at, against Georgia. They ran the ball pretty well. Both quarterbacks put up over two hundred yards, um, and I thought that was like the resiliency of LSU, like especially from early in the season, like it being like a microcosm what they did yesterday. I was really impressed. I thought it was a great, great showing.
0: Not on defense. Yeah. Yeah and and how much of that is, you know, you're not as locked in because you realize that your your offense is basically scoring every time they're on the field. Yeah. I mean, I, a- I think if this was a a lower scoring game, like LSU's defense could put up a better fight. Georgia's defense would have been better too. I just um oh, boy. Oh. super super impressed obviously with Georgia all year. Um they are clearly the number 1 seed in the playoff. Um dude
1: May maybe more historic, not more historical, but have you seen the stats compared to last year, this year?
0: No. I the
1: bet defense, you the
0: defense
1: gave up exactly one point one more points per game and one yard more per game than last year's defense. And and you look, Kirby Smart lost fifteen players of the draft, thirteen players of the portal, and this year went thirteen and zero for the first time in program history. Wins the SEC. Uh, for the second time, I believe, um, won the division for the fifth time in seven years. um Gets the playoff for the third time in five years. But you look at what they were able to do this year, man. They they they've won thirty-one of their last thirty-two overall. They put up fifty fucking points in a in a what do you call it in an SEC championship game. Like that, that is absurd. They had one game in uh, double digits, like I said. But they their offensive line they give seven sacks the entire season. that's the fewest amount of sacks. Any team has given up in in over 14 years in the SEC, like across the board. It was impressive. Stetson Bennett, Bennett. fantastic this weekend, okay. best Heisman performance of the weekend. I'll For let sure. you go, and then we can talk. And is there a fan
0: that keeps uh, is like clicking or something on your side of things?
1: No. Oh, a fan? Yeah. Can yeah. You turn it down. I got my leggings on. Yeah.
0: Okay. Uh, no, I look. I, I don't. I don't think that Stetson should win the Heisman. Um, but I don't necessarily think that I would be pissed if he did. I mean, Huggin, I think has a case. I mean, that kid's fun to watch, and he yeah, was man. basically one of the huge reasons why TCU is what it is. I think. I think Stetson just kind of. He. There's so much talent on Georgia. People expect them to put up these kind of numbers sometimes. And I think mm-hmm. that people don't really take into account that like what it would look like if there was different QB in there. I think most people would so, assume it would be better even. I, I you think know? that it, I, so
1: I don't think that I think that people no, do I know, but a lot of Georgia respect. fans do. Uh, Georgia fans. Sure. Georgia fans have been all over the map on sets and because they didn't want to remember we're not that far removed from a lot of Georgia fans hoping he didn't return and saying they should, he should do the best for, I mean, there's a groundswell of people that wanted him to leave for the best, to do the best thing for the program. Like, Mm -hmm. like, you know, like we're going to ship them off to sea, like a fucking Viking like funeral and then set the, like the rafts on fire. Like you did your part. Thanks. But now we got to move on to like a five star that we have. And I love the fact that everyone's come around on him and the kids done nothing but the right things. And he, and he is a great player. like, Like a thousand percent. We've, I've been banging the drum for this kid since like, you know, two years ago. But I think the perception of their team is that they don't have a great offense in general because the defense gets all the like, the attention. Right. And they also put, take their foot off the gas early in games. Like, you know, a lot. And I, I think all that like hurts his Heisman. And I'm not saying that it should all be based around stats. I'm not. What I am saying is he should not be a Heisman finalist. When you look at the numbers, like it's a good season. He put up 3,500 yards and he, you know, and he had a great game this weekend and against against ranked teams, More impressive than maybe anyone in the country. Like, against ranked teams, he was 73% completion percentage, averaged over 307 yards per game, had 13 total touchdowns, and he had – I'm sorry, hold on. He had – I'm sorry, 17 total touchdowns and only two interceptions. That's phenomenal. I don't think that is what – I think Max Duggan meant more to his team. I think his numbers were more impressive, and it shouldn't just be a touchdown award. But it also shouldn't just be an award that, hey – like we're at the end of the season and this guy had the best game. We need to give it to him. And and I'm not trying to discount what he did during the year, but 20 touchdowns and six interceptions is not that. What? Like, it, like yeah. and somebody said it here in the chat and said like, and listen, here's the deal. I, I hate arguing hypotheticals, but I'm going to do it for a second. If this player was wearing anything else besides maybe a military academy or a service academy Jersey, he would not be invited and you wouldn't think he should be invited. And, and like, It's because it's your team that that you think you want him to be invited. Caleb Williams should still win, by the way, but somebody brought the point that um, just saying a quarterback who helps his team to an undefeated season shows up when it's needed and goes by the definition that goes by the definition of a Heisman winner. Then AJ McCarron should have won the Heisman. Then, you know what I mean? Like, like he had Mm -hmm. 30 touchdowns and three interceptions that year. like, like we can't just, he's not the most outstanding player in the country. He's a, it's a great story and he's done a great job. It's a joke, in my opinion, that he would even be invited, and he will be invited, but I don't think he should be at all.
0: Yeah, and it's not good podcast uh, etiquette to agree a lot, but I totally agree. I, I don't think he. I mean, who's more valuable, or who who's more of an outstanding player, him or Bijan Robinson? I'll just say
1: it: who's more who's more important to their team, him or Bryce? Max Duggan, Bryce, CJ Stroud, all of them are more important to their team than Hendon Hooker.
0: Yeah, sure. Yeah, it sucks for him. I mean, he was like, a, he was the favorite there for a bit. Um, yeah, cool. So uh, the, uh, the dogs cover. Um, didn't necessarily expect a total of 80 points, considering the total was like 54 and a half or something like
1: that. Yeah, and went down, I think,
0: right? Um. yeah crazy Um, but yeah good game and Georgia I think they were the highest spread of the weekend I think with Michigan and Purdue as well 17 and a half so they did what they were supposed to and they will face Ohio State because USC I wouldn't say they choked I mean they were kind of rolling there until Caleb got hurt
1: Uh, yeah and also, like that shouldn't like I, I know a lot of people were saying this. And I don't want to get back into the Heisman thing, but people were talking about how he shouldn't be the front runner because they lost. Like that dude went like twenty touchdowns to one interception the last five games of the year, put up like absurd numbers, and like yeah. like you know, especially with a defense that didn't do shit, he was incredible to watch. He was like I felt like I hadn't watched enough USC this year to be honest, and I he's everything that they that he's been built up to be. He was awesome.
0: Yeah, yeah. I know. if I was the Texans or whoever's gonna get the first pick, I'd be like, "Can we just? I know he's not old enough yet, but w- if we draft him first, we promise we won't play him next year until he's old enough to play in the NFL." Because oh, if you get the first pick this yeah. year, I mean, don't get me wrong, Bryce and Stroud are good, but I think Caleb is gonna be really, really good. Uh, he's yeah. got the size, the speed, the arm. His arm is ridiculous. the speed. The yeah. throw he
1: made to Addison, like rolling out to his right, the broken play, was stupid. And also, I didn't realize how fast he was. Because he like, he, first off, he looks just like Ice Cube's son. Like I can't, <laughs> I can't like, like decide between the two. It always cracks me up. I had no idea he was that kind of athlete. Because I always thought he was like a little bit pudgy.
0: Yeah. Not. Um, But they do fall to Utah. And basically when Caleb got hurt, they didn't have a chance, which also shows you how important he is to the team. Um, Utah just kind of choked them out and and ended up blowing them out with the late touchdown. Um, so Ohio I State sneaks in. I would
1: love you saying that right now. Like you choke them out. I bet he would get so yeah. so aroused with you saying that.
0: Yeah, he does. He, he is. He's here at Conqueror. That's okay. good. Um But yeah, so so Ohio State sneaks in. I think if I was Georgia, I went into the game thinking I would rather play. Uh, Ohio State than USC simply because we see how a tough team dominates Ohio State. Mm-hmm. But after watching more closely USC's defense, which was absolutely atrocious at tackling, mixed with the fact that it seemed like Caleb was really hurt, I think if I was a UGA fan, I would have liked to see them pull that out somehow so we could have played them in the first round. Because that would have been. Yeah. Uh, I mean,. Yeah. I agree with that because I think that it's a better like they would they would have
1: dominated them, I think. But like no one's really shut down that offense all year. Right? Like and 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 like, you know, I know I'm pretty sure this is not the same. I mean, Lincoln Riley wasn't there in twenty seventeen when Georgia played mm-hmm. Oklahoma. But like and, and and Georgia won that game, but like those kind of offenses, I, I you know, I, I don't I saw the comment in here about how uh he his maybe Lincoln Riley wasn't there. In 2017, he wasn't the head coach, was he? Yeah. He was the head coach in Baker? 2017? Yeah, yeah with yeah. Baker? Yeah. Okay. So then we have an actual example of him playing a Kirby Smart defense. That was the yeah. one of the top defenses in the country that year. He gave 10 points. Right. So, like, the assumption, and this, this kind of bummed me out, too. Like, the Pac-12, this year especially, was a really good conference. It's the only other conference that had, this like, six teams ranked in the top 25, like, along with the SEC and and so all of the the negativity about like the Pac Pac12 and how they don't play anybody it's not real like they they had more ranked teams than than every other power 5 conference besides the SEC that the, the one that we pull for like so i feel like all this like you know stuff from the past and and like like the preconceived notions like about the the uh the conference probably is what drove some of like the assumptions and like the stereotypes about it that being said like I don't. Yeah, like that is the matchup you want. He played like they played good competition, but that is the matchup you want. I don't know if that's the player you want, but that's the matchup you want.
0: Yeah. So um, Ohio State will see. Be interesting to see how healthy they can get. They were pretty banged up towards the end of the year. Um, so if you can get a couple of receivers back, plus Travion Henderson, I mean, they, there's some. If they can get healthy, that could be a really good game. I mean, I, it could be within uh, single digits. Like I don't, you know, Ohio State i don't know that in uh what i guess a couple weeks time you have the ability to get tougher so that's probably (laughs) not something that you could really do in the next three weeks but uh should be interesting to see that game and then the other game the big 12 game tcu kansas state we covered a little bit um before we started recording or at the beginning of the pod man uh Felt for Max Duggan. Obviously, I felt like they would get Jeez. in regardless, but he seemed like he didn't think that. I mean, he was shocked when they announced them as the three seed today. I don't know if you saw that.
1: No, I did not. But the, the, by the way, that facility they have is incredible. Yeah, Texas I don't know why the ceilings are so high. Yeah, I don't know why the ceilings are so high, but still. Um, I, so yeah, like I, I thought it was a foregone conclusion they should be in because they, you know, they went twelve and zero in the conference. Also this is another example that we always say on here. Vegas always knows the line shifted all the way in favor of Kansas state by kickoff. They were favored by one and a half. Right. So, you know, I, I thought that, um, and this was also pretty fascinating. I did, like I I should have done this before the podcast, obviously, but I didn't. Um, and on Friday night, I got into like a deep dive on it and was like, found that like the stats for both teams were kind of fascinating. And, and K case state, it was surprising that they were able to win late in my opinion, because, They've you've seen them blow they blew a twenty eight to ten lead against them earlier in the year. And and they had the if you look at their numbers, they had like the third ranked first half scoring offense in the country, the fourth ranked first quarter scoring offense in the country, the ninety-sixth ranked second half scoring offense. It's like they just fall apart in the second half, but they weren't they didn't do that this time.
0: Yeah. um, I think TCU is a really good I think I think Kansas State's really good. Bama's gonna really have to be up for that game. Will Howard obviously um, I think he's much better than Adrian Martinez. um I think TC is worthy of being in um i I don't know what they'll look like against Michigan. I imagine what that's a nine and a half point spread I think I saw. Uh-huh. um, but if you got everybody healthy, especially that receiver Johnston, who had a big fumble in that game, um I don't know. I, I think both these first round games are gonna be better than we've seen in a while, maybe.
1: Well, I feel like we say that every year, and I hope you're right. I just don't yeah. want to believe in it um, yet. But I think uh, the K State thing—I hate that draw. what I was trying to say earlier about Bama because I think they're really good, and it's a situation where I'm not saying that Bama has nothing to gain from it because I think they do a lot. It could be a really good game to watch those two offenses if Bill O'Brien and if they—if Bryce doesn't play, I'm assuming—and you. Like cater a game plan around the skill set of Jalen Milrow. That could be an awesome game to watch. Deuce Vaughn, this you know, dynamic quarterback, Jameer Gibbs, if he plays, um, I, I would love to watch that. It also could be another knock from a very good team that they're playing in Kansas State.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That could easily beat Alabama, and, and it, you continue down like just knocking knocking down the program like a peg or two.
0: Uh, early line on that game, by the way. Have you seen
1: it? I didn't see it. I didn't see any of the bowl game lines.
0: Um, Action Network. I'm actually going to bring it up here in a minute when we get to the bowls. They have some stuff up. Um, five and a half for Bama. The opening oh, spread. Oh, I hate that fucking spread too. That's my least favorite spread. Besides Hans. Um, <laughs> um, other games in the, in, the, uh, in the FBS, you also had Michigan took care of Purdue. It was close for there for a little bit, but um, felt bad that for Aiden receiver. O'Connell. I didn't realize that. Yeah, no, that guy's... So that guy played somewhere else last year, transferred in, and he went to high school with Aiden O'Connell. Um, and he's like like Cooper Cup in it up there, out there, just like 15 receptions, and, and he's white, obviously. Chuck Sizzle? Um, yeah. No, no so, uh, so my favorite part... Didn't of know was what was they, going on with Aiden O'Connell, Iowa. by the way. That's what it was. What do you mean? Yeah, Iowa. His brother died last week. That's why. I Remember, like oh, last pod, I was like, Aiden O'Connell hasn't been around the team. Don't know what's going on with that. That's that was what it was.
1: Oh wow. So no, so I, I didn't. I didn't know that. He tremendous performance by him. That white receiver was one of my favorite things of the year to listen to. Gus Johnson talk about him because one, I don't take Purdue seriously or the Big Ten West, obviously. And they at one point he they got a first down. And he he called Purdue Iowa, which was hilarious. The white kid, their best player, came from Iowa. It's like going from Iowa to Purdue is like the, the same, just probably so like a, a, a yeah. And and then, so his name was his name was Charlie something. It was like the whitest name possible. And he, his nickname was Chuck Sizzle. And I remember asking Dustin Schutte before the pod, I was, or for the yeah for the pod, I was like, I don't know anything about Purdue. Tell me about Purdue. And he goes, they got like one player. His name's like they call him Chuck Sizzle. He's his white receiver is pretty good. And I just like kind of <laughs> scoffed at it. And this kid has like. Like like their first like eight completions he had seven receptions and he's he's dicing up this defense and of course late in the game Gus Johnson he gets a catch and he goes God he is you know really really doing a good job for his draft stock right now and you look at him he really reminds you of a Wes Welker Danny Amendola Julian Edelman on yeah. fucking cue
0: Yep. yeah I want Cooper Cup it's a new age Wes Welker I love it um. And then the ACC game obviously was close there for a bit. DJ looked awful, and they finally pulled the plug on him for good, as we know now. He is in the portal, or he'll be in it tomorrow. Um, and Klubnik looked really good. Um, mm-hmm. I think he's going to be. I think he's going to be really good there, and um, who knows? You know, who knows what, what happens to Clemson next year? But um, it's weird
1: because they they could have won that game, and they would have gotten in the playoff. Or they, I'm sorry they would have beat South Carolina and like South Carolina was losing that game by double digits and, and to their credit they they won. but Clemson, you know you make a couple of like less mistakes and, and they're probably in the playoff, but now they're not and I think their perception of the team and how their fans feel about the team is the same where it's like it's the same as last year in terms of the disappointment and like which is kind of bizarre because it's it doesn't match up with the success they had on the field necessarily
0: right yeah well I, it was a D, dj yeah i think someone said in the chat uh earlier that um the worst thing that happened to clemson all year was that performance that dj had at wake forest because basically yeah told Dabo. oh see this is i doubled down on Dabo because or i doubled down on dj because look look at what he did and i mean basically after that game he was awful and uh yeah that was chad in the chat and um hung on to him too long and it cost him a couple games and you know they finally go to club nick and we see what can happen with the offense so it should be an interesting offseason there um they played tennessee so you're gonna have two two backup quarterbacks facing off against each other um but uh anything else before we move on to some of the bowl games
1: yeah can i give you a comparison to Davo that i think you're gonna love
0: yes absolutely.
1: so Davo, Davo, like I think the the fault of where like the program is right now is that he hasn't adapted to anything and is like openly against adapting to anything. But mm-hmm. you're right that the best the worst thing that could have happened to them was was uh DJ having that really good game against um what do you call it against against Wake because yep. it let him double down on on like his decision. Just like Jimbo Fisher, he's he's like in like unable of of like being able to say he's wrong, I feel like. And it's yeah, oh yeah. they really do mirror each other in terms of like I feel like their coaching styles and their and their personalities and egos.
0: Yeah, no, they, they are very similar. Um it's funny. Dabo and Jimbo just two little besties. Um all right, so let's go to the bowls. Um nope, while we're no going through smells, some right? of the, uh i yeah, I haven't checked yet, actually. We can do it um, either way. Okay. Um all right, so we know that the two so obviously the playoff semifinal is Georgia against Ohio State in the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl. Georgia opened as a five and a half point favorite. Um Michigan TCU in the Verbo Fiesta Bowl. Didn't know it was called Verbo until they started having commercials. It wasn't. I, all these new Relia quests can get fucked, by the way. No, no, I mean I thought it was VRBO. Point. I thought it was Yeah The the, the fact that it's called Verbo, I had no idea until they started actually having commercials. Uh, Michigan favored uh, 6.5 over TCU in that game. New Year's 6 games. You've got Utah, Penn State, and the Rose Bowl. Love that game. Uh, That's going to be a good game. Penn State, minus 1.5. Tulane, USC in the Goodyear Cotton Bowl. USC, Mm -hmm. 4.5, but I think that that got bet quickly to Tulane once it sounds like caleb's probably going to be out uh kansas state against bama and the all-state sugar bowl um that is on new year's eve bama five and a half point favorite in that game and the capital one orange bowl friday december 30th in miami clemson tennessee clemson a two and a half point favorite uh as opened what are your thoughts on just those new Year's six games
1: uh tulane usc sucks um Tulane is fun to watch, though. I got to watch them a little bit this weekend, I feel like. Uh, Clemson, Tennessee, you're going to hate watching that. Absolutely. Uh, um, I think there's some good matchups. I love that Utah Penn State game. I think the matchups, like you said, for the uh, – what do you call it? Uh, CFP are good. Yeah. I'm, I'm, like, a little bit somewhat depressed about the scheduling already because – so Christmas is on a Sunday, right? Yes. Which means New Year's Day is a Sunday – and there won't be any bowl games on New Year's Day, which I hate. I just fucking hate that because it's the NFL and you can't like, Oh, you're can't right. The NFL. So well, the, the scheduling itself is like kind of bizarre when you look through it. Like I was looking through the SEC ones earlier and it's like, hold on, I got to pull it up here. It's like, um, well, first off, Florida little shot in there for you. Uh, they open the first weekend, the same day as the celebration bowl um, in Atlanta, the HBCUs. They, they are in the, the Vegas bowl. But like the Gator Bowl and Orange Bowl, which are big, those are New Year's Day bowls usually. That's played on Friday the 30th. The Sugar Bowl, Music City, and the Peach Bowl are played on New Year's Eve. And like the Outback, basically what the Outback is now, the Reliant Quest and the Citrus Bowl are played on like Monday the 2nd.
0: I hate it. Yeah, that. I hate that. I did not realize that there was no games on New Year's Day. Yeah, that's like, negative the negative about it. The only thing but... I look forward to, yeah. No, this is a good – I mean, Clemson-Tennessee is going to be weird just because both quarterbacks that were there all year are not playing. Um, That should be a fun one to watch. Um, Let's see. Do you want to go through some of the SEC games? Just kind of go through this list a little bit? Well, the in general, like what – Two really, cheeses. So there's
1: two – Two Cheez-It Bowls. Why the fuck are there two Cheez-It Bowls? <laughs> and I say that knowing full well that Jonathan Glasgow just said Chris overreacts so easily. And that's fair. Very fair. Why are there two Cheez-It Bowls? I don't, like, that doesn't make any sense at all to me. Uh, two, anyway. So, like, like the the matchups that you look forward to most, because I, I was going to, I don't see, I just want like a, a full list of everything. I um, can
0: tell you what it's not, Kentucky, Iowa
1: that's good and i can already tell you like what with, with the over under on how many times they'll show the picture of mark stoops when he played at iowa it will be a thousand um let's i think we should start at the bottom like from like the first first day of the bowls by the way south carolina uh, notre dame that's a pretty cool matchup i like that troy utsa
0: um, is a great game by the way troy is really good okay and utsa is very good, yeah, they are good. That's a pick them um uh let's see the here. wasabi Pen- fenway bowl I knew, there was a, I, I knew there was a bowl in Fenway. There is. One of the best up there. Someone, one, of the best, this, one of the best stadium bowl games. I was just having this conversation with somebody. I can't remember who it was. And I, they were like, no, there's only a pin straight bowl. How could you have a bowl in Fenway? I was like, I don't know. I just thought there was one in Fenway. And there is. So suck it, whoever that was. Um, uh, the
1: Fresno State game's
0: not bad. The, uh, Fresno State the Jimmy Austin Kimmel State.
1: Bowl? I don't know why it's on there for the second straight year. I don't get it. The there's like I can't. I hope one day the SEC goes out there because there's nothing fans will hate more and boycott more publicly than the Jimmy Kimmel LA Bowl. Also, that New Mexico Bowl will be gross to look at, but um, that's a good match with SMU, BYU, Florida, Oregon State. Yeah, it's it's interesting because Florida's been so bad and Oregon State's ranked. They won nine games. I saw
0: I saw that uh, Richardson was heavily considering. Going to the to the draft, which seems laughable to me. But cool. if he doesn't, then uh, their backup QB was just arrested for child pornography. So I don't know who would be playing in that game.
1: Yeah, he's for facing Florida. like ten years, by the way. um <laughs> yeah. So uh, the Radiance Technologies Independence Bowl, just I mean the AutoZone Liberty Bowl, or, um,
0: what are the famous Bowls Idaho Bowl? Potato Bowl.
1: I like that now because it's it feels like that's more nostalgic and. What it should be compared to some of these name changes. Also, once again, we should just pool our money together, guys. Like, and let's just sponsor a bowl because fucking anybody could do it now.
0: Missouri, Wake Forest. There's a SEC team Friday the twenty third in Tampa, the Gasparilla Bowl. Uh, God, some of these bowls. I mean, jeez. The Camellia Bowl
1: in Montgomery. Why are they playing a bowl game? Why are there so many bowl games in shitty Alabama towns? Like there's a, a Birmingham bowl, a bowl in Montgomery, and, and a bowl in
0: Mobile. What? Hey, where's the Independence Bowl? That's in Louisiana. Shreveport. Shreveport is where we can't go, yeah. Uh, um,
1: um, oh. The ticket smarter Birmingham Bowl between the coastal Carol- Coastal Carolina and East Carolina. That doesn't make any sense to me because there's actually a Myrtle Beach Bowl.
0: Yep. Myrtle Beach Bowl is um Yukon. Congrats to Yukon for making a bowl, by the way. Yeah. The Myrtle Beach Bowl in Conway, South Carolina. <laughs> that it okay. anyway.
1: Yeah, that one's weird. Um, I'm guessing Conway Ra- is like
0: right outside of
1: um, I think Conway's where Coastal Carolina is. Help us out in the chat if we're wrong. Um, AutoZone Liberty you- Bowl,
0: Arkansas minus seven over Kansas. Saw the KJ Jefferson's coming back for one more year. It's good for the yep. Razorbacks. <laughs> Um, what a
1: fall off for UCF. They're playing in the Military bowl versus. They're playing in the Military Bowl versus Duke. Yep. Duke and UCF are playing in the Military Bowl. UCF served by 4. I mean, the matchup like between the least possibly least likable fan base for basketball and football. Fantastic.
0: Yeah. Um Texas Tech miss could be fun in the Tax Act Texas Bowl.
1: <laughs> Whoever did that is a dick. pick. Them yeah it's like
0: act texas Bowl. <laughs> this is the that's worst bad.
1: so bad um also the always holiday bowl. The bad
0: boy mowers <laughs> bad boy mowers pinstripe bowl
1: just like just the winner gets carried off on like a riding lawnmower would be fantastic uh, uh also the holiday bowl always slaps with the yeah. Oregon UNC
0: I was hoping Florida State would end up in the holiday bowl because I would want to go to San Diego that'd be awesome mm-hmm. I'm considering going down uh to the Cheez-It Bowl actually when Florida State plays Oklahoma. Um, um
1: real quick, the pin the bad boy mowers
0: thing that you brought up. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know that was the pinstripe bowl. I didn't I don't think it used to a... be. I think it used to be in no. I think it used to be something else in in like Tampa. It was like a hat, yeah, it was. And and the pinstripe was like
1: sponsored by like a hat company, like the new era, like pinstripe bowl or something.
0: Yeah, new and era, yeah, that sounds right.
1: The fact that they have a, a like a lawnmower company. And they're playing this game literally in a place that has like almost zero lawns. There, like in the Bronx and in Man- Man- Manhattan,
0: is odd. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Um, the Duke's Mayo Bowl, gotta love that one. NC State, Maryland, just because they pour mayo on the coach that wins. Yeah, which is absolutely disgusting. So um, true, yeah. Tax Slayer Gator Bowl. You've got Notre Dame and South Carolina. That should be a good game. South Carolina mm-hmm. at three and a half point underdog in that game. Um, I love how Barstool has a bowl now. Barstool, Arizona bowl. I, th- I heard Big Cat singing the national anthem. Um, Kentucky, Iowa in the Music City bowl. God, that's going to be an awful game. And not that we think Levis is good, but he, since he already declared, he ain't playing in that oh, game. And uh nice. Iowa already announced that their quarterback's not playing in the game either. Spencer Peters. That was not
1: for the same reason at all, I'm sure.
0: No, no, no. He's he's hurt. Um Illinois, Mississippi State in the ReliaQuest Bowl. Which makes it, me sound mad. The ReliaQuest Bowl on January 2nd.
1: It's the Outback morning. Bowl.
0: And then Cheese It Bowl. Again, part two. And this, which is also the citrus bowl, I guess. The cheese-it citrus so bowl. <laughs> LSU, LSU minus five over Purdue.
1: Who allowed this? Why? There's no reason <laughs> to have two Cheese It bowls. Or you know what? Fuck it. Make all of them Cheese It Bowls.
0: Yeah, the Cheese It Music City Bowl, the Cheese It Orange Bowl. Why not? Like just
1: do themes every year. Like do themes like, like all right, this year we're doing crackers, like wheat-based cracker, cracker companies.
0: I do love that the Rose Bowl just stands alone with no sponsors whatsoever. They do they're classic
1: sponsored by. It's the Rose Bowl brought to you by AT and T
0: every year. No, I don't see that here. Hold on. Look at that. Well, a, look at that beautiful logo. Um, um, that's great. I still want to make it up to the Rose Bowl. Um, I same. think that the New Year's Six Bowls. And the playoff are some of the best like best matchups we've seen in a while. I don't know necessarily that they're the best teams we've seen, but they're really good matchups and none of the games are more than a touchdown either way. That's surprising. So, yeah.
1: Bowl week's always the best week because you wake up and you don't know if it's like Tuesday or February, and it's it's so much fun. So a lot of good matchups there. Um, also a lot of stuff. Like I know the season is technically over, but we get you know, we still have the Heisman Trophy ceremony this weekend. We have like the um, Player Award Show, I think on Thursday, uh, and then the week after. Oh, we we'll also get the Army Navy game this weekend, which is always a great game. Um, and then the week after, bowl games start, uh, which is good. So we we'll get right back into it. But this week is a oddly enough, even though it's like we're coming to the end, is a massive week. I think because tomorrow the transfer portal opens. It's going to be insane. It's, it's going to be wild.
0: Ugh. I'm seeing on Twitter that Verlander is going to go to the Mets. Ugh.
1: Good man, we're almost done with this cultural podcast, so we can.
0: <laughs> yeah, let's take a quick timeout, real quick, to talk about Justin Verlander. No, uh, Texas Pete. Texas Pete has the spice and flavor that's kicking this football season up a notch. If you haven't tried the original hot sauce or their new traditional barbecue sauce, run to the store to get yourself a bottle today, or visit TexasPete.com recipes and hot apparel plus take 20 percent off your entire order with promo code uncensored win big with texas pete when you sauce like you mean it i'm gonna be texas pete no matter what's going on in college football i was hashtag on a peter i have been the the bigger unit plays that i've had lately have all hit so i've been very satisfied
1: underdog money line plays have been on fire
0: yeah so i've been a hashtag on a peter uh, on that one as well. But yeah, texaspeed.com, promo code uncensored, 20% off your entire order. What else we got?
1: Uh, if we want to play the, um, what do you call it? We had three questions from, um, what do you call it? Go to my Twitter and look under the post that I made, and we'll go to the three questions we got from Facebook as well. Um, let's see here. Oh, is Twitter I down?
0: Comments. Something went I don't wrong. Know.
1: It's my whole life. Um, All right. So this this is what we're going to start doing, especially going into the off season. We're going to start doing some more um, interaction with you guys, uh, even though it's going to be at the detriment of my blood pressure because I've been diesel. Love you to death. Um, But we love talking to you guys in the chat during the show Uh, also. So we're going to start, we're going to start doing like a a Q and a at the end of each episode um, with three questions, one serious or one stupid. And then one football related this week we're gonna do college football playoff related, SEC related, and then one non-football. So first and foremost, um, let's see here. We'll start with a non-serious one. This is from my buddy Cole Posey it says, Is eggnog a real cocktail and does it deserve a place at the Christmas table? He said, Side note the answer is no. It's disgusting. Rip off wanna be of you have a white Russian, but I'd love to hear the debate.
0: I love eggnog. I You're a big say eggnog it. guy. Yeah. Um Throw the bourbon in there. I can only probably have one at a time, uh, like in a sitting, just because it is very uh, thick, t h i c c. Um, but yeah, I'm a big eggnog guy. I'll definitely drink it with bourbon any day of the week. What about you?
1: I've never had eggnog because it looks gross and it weirds me out. But I, I think the f- first time I saw it, it was like in like a like a cardboard carton, like like milk came in. At elementary school and that always weirded me out because there was alcohol in it um so i'm not a fan of eggnog i will say that and and i i don't really i don't care that it doesn't have a place at the christmas table it bothers me this is the one drink christmas has because if you think about it every major holiday has some kind of alcohol theme attached to it like new year's is champagne mm-hmm. uh saint patty's day is like irish car bombs or guinness or whatever Margaritas on on um, Cinco de Mayo, like beer on... Budweiser. Well, exactly. So um, I hate that this is what we get stuck with for Christmas. Like, it's like we're just limping to the finish line of the year and giving up. I don't like that.
0: Yeah, I can see that. Uh, Bobby Burchin says, Will we ever get the most wanted bowl matchup ever, South Carolina versus Oregon State?
1: <laughs> I don't know why that's the most desired game ever. But... Um, I do love that Florida is playing Orange. I love that the fact that they're doing a SEC game in Vegas. We gotta
0: get out there. Uh, this was I kind of like this one. Has there ever been a more perfect Orange Bowl than twenty twenty two, Clemson and Tennessee?
1: It's a is oh, joke. It's the Orange Bowl.
0: Yeah, yeah, it was
1: made by a, a, a girl. I actually, did a comedy show with one time, Paige Cooper. That's no pretty good. Uh, um, all right. Oh, was it?
0: That was Daniel. Although Paige did uh, okay. see something, say something similar.
1: Uh, I see what you're saying. Okay, well, give me a CFP one. What, oh, you know what? This is good. For SEC, the SEC question, what was the worst officiating call of the SEC this season?
0: Uh, I thought the play with Bryce in the end zone with Tennessee was bad. You mean Texas? Was it Texas? Yeah, Texas. Okay,
1: of course. That was a very bad call. Um, <laughs> I will say, uh, you know, they made up for it with the other 15 that were called. Um, I think the, okay, the, okay. Pass, the pass that was, was called on, um, like, uh, what happened in the egg bowl, the way that finished out was really bad, especially cause it happened in the exact opposite turnout, um, from two years ago, the Arkansas Auburn also the, the Bryce thing that wasn't sec officials. That was, that was, a. Uh, Big 12 officials. Um, I'm sure, you know, I thought just off the top of my head, the the non-safety call uh, against, like, on, or in the Georgia-Tennessee game when Jalen Carter – we didn't even talk about that picture, by the way. When Jalen Carter um, sacked Hinden Hooker in the end zone, I thought that was ridiculous. Um, for me, the worst call of the year and the one that shaped the biggest part of the season, I think, in all of college football possibly, was the interception – on fourth and five with three minutes left uh, in the end zone in the Bama mm-hmm. Tennessee game, because, and I, yeah. and like, they scored on the next play to tie it up. And you talk about like being down like 28, seven or some shit, like early on, you come all the way back. And the, the, the part for me that made it like the most frustrating, and I understand people are going to stand on a homer. No one's ever going to feel bad for Bama with the penalties. I get all that for sure. But like, it was, hand fighting, like at most, you can't make that call on fourth and five and insert yourself in the game. But the fact that it was called, if you watch the replay, it was called when Kool-Aid was at the 40 yard line. That's when the flag was actually thrown out of the ref's pocket on the field. And then they came up after the discussion and said, there is no foul for a block in the back on the interception return. There's no reason to open up with that at all. Unless you were talking that that was the actual call and then changed it to pass interference because a a different ref had a different call.
0: Okay. Go off, Queen.
1: We got one more Uh, for the CFP?
0: For the CFP... I uh, do like this. Uh, is the mantra on a Peter going to return for the twenty twenty three season? Enter the transfer portal or declare for the draft?
1: Well, that's a good question.
0: We got I mean, we got to be on a Peter for it to be even said. You know. True. I are I'm you really drinking Celsius this. at nine p.m.
1: Yeah, it's been a long weekend. It's been a long week to be honest. Um, so, and I wanted to be uh, up
0: for this show. Do you think? LSU will be a powerhouse in a few years' time from Vito.
1: Okay, so we didn't really stick with the theme of the show, but this will be the last one. I think they definitely could be because of the recruiting there and what, like, like LSU is one of those teams that will, has always recruited well no matter what and they're going, they have a passionate alumni. I mean, they were able to funnel money through a, a children's hospital to recruit. I'm sure they can funnel money to like actual, like non-illegal ways as well. And I'm saying that as a shot at them. I think, I think they have all the pieces in place to be successful. That program has won is won a national title with three different head coaches in the last like twenty two years.
0: Yeah. I, I think uh, and they're starting to really recruit as well already. So um yeah, I think I think definitely. Uh yes, Chad, this is a Nike hoodie. You like it? Love it. Um, yeah, there should be a Georgia version, I think. My buddy said he seen one as well. Um, all right. This is the last one. That was it. I, I could never get to your Twitter account because something's wrong with my Twitter. Okay. Well, I was just going from the Facebook group. Um, okay, cool. Well, um, should be an interesting bowl season. Obviously next week um, there will be no games, but we will still have podcasts to talk about kind of, season and review type stuff get ready for the bowls at hand and then like we did last week you know we'll just go week by week as the bowls will be coming up and preview those during the week that they're played um so uh yeah anything else that's it all right guys appreciate you tuning in um don't forget to like and subscribe on youtube give us five stars on apple Podcasts. go follow us on social media at CFE underscore uncensored chris i'm tyler thanks for tuning in guys appreciate you being here live we will see you guys